So we're starting a new series today. Uh, you heard about it. It's called uh, Pressed and Pulled. Anybody feel like you're pressed for time and pulled in every direction? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, all right. High five somebody around you and say, I feel pressed and pulled. I feel pressed and, and pulled. Some of you can't even get your hand up. You're so exhausted from being pressed and pulled. So we have a, a um, theme verse for this series that we're going to kind of, as a church, try to memorize. Uh, you don't have to look it up because we're going to put it on the screen. It's from Ephesians chapter 5. And we're going to say this together every week. And this is going to kind of be our theme verse. And I'm going to preach about this today. And hopefully over the next four weeks, we're going to kind of get this memorized together. But let's say this verse together. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What I want to talk to you about today is first things. First things. Let's pray. Father, thank you for worship. Thank you for helping us just to have a, a moment in our day, in our week, when we can just carve out uh, some time to not be so pressed and pulled and would you just show us a little bit today, God, how, how we can be at peace, be people of peace, that and give our that peace away to others, and just speak to us today in Jesus' name, and the church said, all right, you may be seated. Well, we are, we are all, I think, pressed and pulled. Uh, I mean, nobody is here today saying, you know, um, I, I was just bored, didn't really have anything to do today. So I thought I'd check out church, you know. No, I mean, it was, it was work to get here, was it not? I mean, because you just feel so pressed and pulled. And if you are a parent or you are a student, this season right now is insane, is it not? I mean, you are going full throttle. You were relaxed 10 minutes ago, and now it's just all, all in. Everything you're going to schedule pickup, and you're standing in a seven and a half hour line just to get the schedule pickup, and then you're trying to help your child walk and find where their classroom is going to be, and this is where this is, and that where that is, and then you have the parent teacher night, and you got to get to the parent teacher night, and you everybody crowds into that you know second grade classroom to that tiny little desk, you know, where you're crammed up underneath it, and all dignity is gone because they call your name, uh, Brad Farnsworth here. You know, it's just that moment that you have, and, and, if, and if it's not that, then, oh, now I got I to gotta go get school supplies, right? Whew. So you got to make the school supplies run, and your kid wants the Avengers backpack, and so you're looking for it, but you start too late, and so you're at Walmart, and you're at Target, and you're looking for a Kmart at this point. You know, I, I think they might still have one, and you're running everywhere. You can't find it. You end up at a thrift store. Your kid goes to school with an in-sync backpack instead. It's like... <laughs> Baby, bye, bye, bye. Mom, no, baby, bye, bye, bye. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's just crazy. And if it's not that, if you don't have kids in school, and especially if you're a mom or a dad of a toddler, this is your life. You're just constantly moving. You never stop, do you? You, you don't ever, you just look up every, hey, how's it going? All right, yeah, my neck doesn't go above here. My, my shoulders don't come up. This is how I, I, li I live my life like this. I'm at the store. I'm at the restaurant. I'm, I'm at church. Everywhere is like that, is it not? And if, and if it's not that, it's work. Work is pulling on you. You got, you got to, I got to go to work early and then I got to go to work late. And then we're, and we're just, we're overcommitted and we're, and we're busy and we're, and we're stressed and we go, 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 go. 
And then technology was supposed to make our lives easier. But for some reason, it has made it more complicated, hasn't it? Does does anybody remember the world before it got smart? Okay, those of you born before 1990, you remember that. Those of you who were born after 1990, this is all you have known. This is it. I mean, you were a fetus in your mother's womb, and you're like, mom was getting her sonogram. I was sending out my first Instagram. I mean, it was. I mean, it's just constantly, this is always with us. And I, I, I love the advancements in technology. I'm super glad I was born at this time in life because of what is happening and, and what is going on in, in, in life. Because, I mean, it's just like, as a parent, I, I've got a built-in radar on my kids. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they come into the house, like, where were you? I was at Billy's house. No, you were not. I know exactly where you were. Anybody remember when your parents couldn't track you? They didn't know where you were. And mom, mom couldn't call you on the phone. If she wanted to call you, what'd she do? She stepped out on that front porch and she screamed your name. You could hear it for three and a half miles, though. And you knew it was time. There was always good reception. And you can watch TV anytime you want. Anybody remember if you wanted to watch TV? You had to be home on Thursday night at 7.30 because that's when your show was on or you were going to miss it. Anybody remember when you had, used to have to, do you remember, remember these things called commercials? Ugh. Now you can get it anytime. You, you, if you get bored with my sermon, you can pull out your phone right now and you can get caught up on something on Netflix if you want to. I mean, it's just crazy. That we get, I mean, it, we have no margin anymore. We have no downtime. I, I mean, do you remember when work used to be at work? Now work is in your pocket. It's like, I mean, you got emails to return, you got business calls and conference calls that you got to be on, and, and your boss needs this and, and that, and a coworker needs this, and, and, and you got to have this, and then you got, and it's, it's just always there, and it's, it's just overwhelming to all of us that it's just on and on and on. Life has become so complicated and so busy, but this is not the way I think life was intended to be. This is why over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5. So often, we just give up our time <laughs> with, with very little thought and really not much of a fight. Like, we're just going 100 miles an hour, and we're doing a whole lot of things, and we don't even know why we're doing them. We're just doing them. So what I want us to do for the next few weeks is I, I, I want to encourage you to be here for all four weeks. Come on, tell somebody in front of you, behind you, say, hey, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. In front of you, behind you, I'm going to see you next week. Hey, we got to commit. I want to, I want to encourage you, commit to be here because you're getting ready to go into a season if you're not already in that season where you feel overwhelmed, where you feel stressed, and, and life is, is coming in, and you feel pressed, and you feel Pulled, and what happens is when you feel pressed and when you feel pulled, your most important priorities get pushed to the side. And so I want us to spend a few weeks talking about these priorities and, and how, how do we keep our priorities first? How do we keep them first in our lives? And so we'll, let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 5, 
And uh, this is out of, by the way, the English Standard Version is the one we're looking at today. And there's this guy named the Apostle Paul. And uh, if you're new to church in the Bible, he started churches all around the world. And this is a letter that he wrote to a church in a place called Ephesus. And he gives this warning to them that I think is also a warning to all of us about how we should be spending our time. Look, look again at Ephesians 5.15. He says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Say this part with me. What? Making the best use of the time. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. I think one of the biggest lies that, that we tell ourselves is, man, I would love to, but I just don't have the time. Man, I, I, would, I would love to, to be able to do that with you today to my child. I would love to, to play with you, but, I, but daddy just doesn't, just doesn't have time. Mommy just doesn't, I just don't have the time, but we're, but we're going to do that later. Or we say, man, I, I, I would love to get together with you, but I, I just don't have the time. I mean, I'd love to be here for all four weeks of this series, but uh, I just don't have the time. And, and, and we use that over and over again, but what we have to understand what the Apostle Paul is kind of trying to get said here, I think, is that we, we've all been given the same amount of time. Nobody here has been cheated, okay? Turn to somebody right now and just tell them how many hours are in the day, okay? Your best guess, turn to somebody, tell them how many hours are in the day. Anybody, anybody? 24. Nobody gets cheated. Nobody gets an extra. We all get the same 24 hours, but we don't all spend our time the same way, and that's the problem, and that's what the Apostle Paul is saying here. He's, he's telling us this idea that some people, they invest their time wisely, while, while others kind of blow their time unwisely. And just think about your personal time. Just think about your personal time. Are you, are you intentional about your personal time? Like when, when, you, when you have some personal time, are you, are you investing that by, by saying, you know what, All right, I'm, I'm going to grow? Are you using, using some of your personal time to grow? Do you ever listen to podcasts or do you ever take time to, to read books and just become a better person and, and grow as a person? Do you do in your personal time? Are you taking time? Like I'm going to take time to be healthy and to exercise and, and I'm going to eat right and I'm very intentional about this personal time that I have. I'm, I'm going to get rest and I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to intentionally spend time with my family and, and, and friends and people that I love the most? How, are you intentional about your personal time? Or is it the opposite of that? Are you actually just kind of checking out? Where you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so, I'm so exhausted. I'm just so, I'm so tired. I'm just going to binge watch seven episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Just, just five seconds and we got another one, honey. Just five seconds. We can do this. One more. Uh, and you just kind of go on. And if you, I mean, just like, oh, I'm going is, is, to, are you, are you intentional about your, your, your time? Are you wise uh, about your time? Or are you just like, are you just checking out, you know, you know what, I don't know. I'm just going just to scroll endlessly through my social media. Whew, there's everything on Snapchat. Done all the stories. Looked at all the pictures. I guess uh, I got nothing else to do. I'll just look at Facebook. Nobody looks at that anymore, but I'm looking at Facebook. And you just check out. Do you just, you just check out? Do you use your time wisely? Because here's the thing. 
You're never going to feel like doing what's right. Come on, tell somebody right now, you're never going to feel like it. You're never going to feel like it. You're always, you're always going to gravitate towards the couch. And what, what Paul says is we make, we make unwise decisions because we give very little thought to what we're doing. How many people have you seen that walk around like this all the time with their head down? They're not paying attention and they literally run right into you. You're trying to get out of their way and you're dodging and then they run right into you. Maybe you're that person. That's why you're looking at me like that. I'm that person. I've ever, you ever done that? It's embarrassing. You run into somebody. I, I was laughing because I saw um, a compilation video of this, of security cameras on, on YouTube. And so we took a few of those. I want you to see these because these are hilarious. People looking down at their phones. Watch this. how people live their lives. This is how so many people live their lives. Like they, they're not paying attention to where life is taking them. Are, are you paying attention? Where is, where is life taking you? This is the, why the Apostle Paul says, look carefully how you walk. Are, are you walking as wise? Are you walking as unwise? Be, be intentional about your steps. What is it you desire out of life? What is it you desire to become? What is it that you want to see happen in your life? What is it you're hoping for in your life? You, you have to be intentional about it. You have to be wise about it. So I, I want you to write this down, okay? Because I think this is really going to be helpful for you. The, the right decisions come from asking the right question. The right decisions come from asking the right question. So I'm gonna give you a question because I think this question is one that we are gonna be posing all the way through this series. And I, I think this one question will be an absolute game changer in your life. I, I think if you, can, if you can take this one question and internalize it and remember it and begin to ask this question, I think you're gonna see your life change dramatically. And I'm going to tell you this, I'm not going to make you a promise that you're going to ask it one time and everything in your life is going to bling, everything is good. You're going to have to wait and you're going to continue to make this, ask this question over and over again. But what's going to happen is after a few years, you're going to be like, whoa, my life is radically different. So the Apostle Paul gives us that question, the right question in verse 10 of chapter 5. And he says this, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So many pitfalls, so many problems, so many struggles, so much stress, all of our overcommitments, missing out on the priorities of life could all be changed with just this one question. And here it is, and I, I write this down, and you can take this with you for the next few weeks and just contemplate it and think about it with all of your decisions. Here's the question I want you to ask is, is this pleasing to God? Is this pleasing to God? Is what I'm about to do 
or is what I'm doing, or maybe possibly is what I just got done doing, is this pleasing to God? Because every answer, if you're new to church, you're new to the Bible, listen to this. This is why we're here every week. This is why Christians are weird, okay? Like, we're weird. We show up in church, like, every week, and we sing songs, and we listen to the Word of God, and we press in together, and you may be like, if you're new, you may be like, why don't you just do it, like, a couple times a year? Is that not enough? Like, why not once, once a month? Is that not enough? Like, why would you do this every week? And then now here's the crazy thing. If you're new to church and you're not a follower of Jesus, um, as followers of Jesus, we, um, we believe so much in this, this question and, and in Jesus that, that we don't just show up in church every single week. Like we fight for it. We move things off of our schedule. We change our schedule. We tell our boss, can't be there. I'm going to be in the house of God. I can't be. And we fight for it, but not just on Sunday. We actually fight for it every single day. I know you say, hang on a second. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not not following you. I'm I'm not a follower of Jesus. I don't go to church. What are you talking about? We actually, as followers of Jesus, we read this, the Bible, like every day. Like we, we pray like every day. And here's why. Here's why we do this, and this is so important, and and this is just for you if you're not a follower of Jesus and you're new to this whole church thing, okay? I want you to know why we do this. We do it because we believe beyond anything and everything in our lives that the answer to every question we could ever ask is found in Jesus. That's what we believe, we believe, hey, there's answers from other people. There's things that we can help we can get from friends. There's family that can help us. We can do these different things. But when it's all said and done, what we as followers of Jesus understand is that every single answer we could ever want to every question in life is found in Jesus. Can I get an amen if you're a follower of Jesus? Come on, that's what we believe. And that's why we ask this question, is it pleasing to God. Is this pleasing to God? And, the, and listen, the Apostle Paul said this in the same letter to the Ephesian church in chapter 1. He said this about Jesus, okay? And this is to help you a little bit. He said this, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Like, in, in other words, it's, it's in Jesus that I find my purpose. It's, it's in Jesus that I, that I get my priorities in the right order. So I ask this question, is this Is this pleasing to God? Is this pleasing to God? Because oftentimes we're asking the wrong question. Instead of asking, is this pleasing to God, we say, is is this pleasing to me? So many times we make poor choices and decisions and we don't do what we're supposed to be doing because we're saying, is this pleasing to me? And and so we kind of live self-centered and I'm thinking about, does this make me feel good? And is this what... I want, and and so many times we ask that question, can I tell you, that is what's wrong with our world, is it not? We're so narcissistic in our society today, everybody's thinking about themselves, and nobody's thinking about anything else but themselves and how it makes them feel. It's a horrible question, you should never ask, is it it pleasing to me? It's the wrong question. Another question that's bad to be asking is, is this pleasing others? Not in a good way, but am I being a people pleaser? Am, am, I, am I doing this just so I can, people like me? 
We say yes to so many things that we should never say yes to because we're trying to please people. But can I help you with something this morning? Every yes is a no to something else. So you may think, oh, I, I, I say yes to everything. No, you're actually saying no to it. Every time you, you said yes to coming to church today, you know what that meant? You said no to mowing the lawn. You said no to going to the grocery store. You said no to going wherever it is that you had an opportunity to go to. And you said no to that to say yes to this. And every yes is a no to something else. And so many times we can get caught up in, is this making other people happy? And I need people's approval. And we live for people's approval. And we live for their acceptance. And when we should be living for the acceptance and the approval of Jesus alone. And that's why we have to ask that question, is this pleasing to God? Because the result is, is that when we, when we start trying to please ourselves or just please everybody else around us, we're running around crazy, we're stressed out, we have no margin, we're overcommitted, we're busy, we're go, 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 we're running around like, a, like a, the old saying says, like a chicken with its head cut off. Anybody remember that saying? I, I remember that saying, and, and I, for, for the longest time, I never knew really what it meant. I just knew it meant you're going around crazy. And then I heard a story about my grandma. So my grandma uh, raised 12 kids. And my grandpa was a crop duster, very poor family. So they raised chickens in their backyard. They got, you know, eggs and they got, you know, fried chicken and they got cheese and they got milk. They got everything from that chicken. And, and so, some of y'all, I was seeing if you're awake. Some of y'all, can you get, you can get milk from a chicken if you try hard enough. So, but grandma, when it came time to eat, grandma would send the kids outside, go get a chicken. So they'd go out there, big old barrel with a lid and a machete. You tracking? So they would chase that chicken around, catch the chicken, and then one of them would be on the barrel, the other one would have the machete, whack, cut that chicken's head off, and if you didn't throw it into the barrel, get the lid down on it quick enough, that chicken would spring out of their hands and be like, <laughs> and just flopping all over the yard, just like crazy. And it, you can envision what it's doing in that moment. It's just going everywhere. This is what we are doing we are running around like a bunch of chickens. And we're making a mess of everything. We've got to get back and ask this question, is this pleasing to God? This is not how God intended for us to live. We were not created for this. This is not God's design. This is not God's plan for you. I like how the apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle John put it. He was one of Jesus' disciples and one of, one of uh, his closest friends. And in, in a letter he wrote in 1 John 4, 7, he kind of summed it up what you were created for. And he said this, let us love one another for love is from God. Like, like we were created by love for love. I was created by love for love. But what happens is the world comes in and the world begins to distort what love really looks like. Because in our culture, in our world, you know, lo love looks like, well, you know, man, I, I, um, I got to work late. I got to go in early. I got to work late. Hey, I've got to, I'm, I'm sorry, I know we're on vacation. I know we're at the beach, but I've got to be on, I've got to be on this business call. And, and I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for, I'm doing this for our family because I, I love our family. I, hey, I, 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 we, we can have some family time, but I got to, I got to return this email and I got to, I got to work this business deal and I can't take time off, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it because, because I love you. 
We, we don't have any margin even in our finances because we're, we're, we're spending and we're spending and we're spending. We're like, man, well, you know, I, I got to get my kid. They're going back to school and I got, I can't, they can't go back with an iPhone 6. They got to have the iPhone 10 and they got to have the right phone. And, and I know I got to put it on a card in order to afford it. And I, we can't afford to go out to eat, but my kids are whining. And they never want, we want to go out and all this. And so we're going to go out to eat and I can't really afford it. And so I'm going to put it on the card, but I'm doing it. I'm putting it on the card and I'm doing all this because I, I'm doing it because of love, because, because I love. Man, I got my kid in, in every event and every activity, and, and they're going to practices, and they're going to recitals like nine nights out of the week, and they have seven games on the weekend and four tournaments in two days. But I, 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 it's because that's what you do, right? That's, that's, that's how you show your, your kids that, that, that you, that's how you love them is to go, 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 and spend, 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 and, and over, over com, commit. And, and we have this distorted view of what love is, and we're asking the wrong questions. It's why we have to ask the question, is this pleasing to God? If you will ask that one question, you will begin to learn that, oh, wait, wait, where's love come from? Love comes from God. So if I ask him that question, he's going to teach me how to love and show me how to love. And you know what's going to happen in that moment? There's going to be a time where you might be on vacation, Guys, I do need to return this email. And you ask God that question. But it also might be a time where you go, now is not the time for that. I'm going to put my kids in that. And that's the commitment we're making. Because I believe that's going to be a great way for them in their life. Because I think it's pleasing to God. I've talked to God. I've deciphered that with God. Or you're going to say, you know what? We're going to say no to that activity that event. But we don't. We don't ask that question, so we go and we go and we go. Now, I know in this moment when I say all this, some of you right now, you're just like, I mean, it's just making you uncomfortable. You're like, I'm I'm uncomfortable. I'm confused. I'm a little irritated right now, honestly. I'm not sure what. I'm just, I can't, I can't do this. And you're ready to just check out, you know what, I'm just going to get on Facebook. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of this message. Can I tell you and give you a little hope here? The Apostle Paul says, Back in verse 10, he says the word try. Try. Try to discern. You're not going to get it right every time. Come on, tell somebody right now. You ain't going to get it right every time. Come on. And somebody you came with, turn to them and say, you're not going to get it right every time, and that's okay. Come on, turn to somebody you came with. You're not going to get it right every time, and that's okay. Because you're human, you're prone to make mistakes, and that's why there's grace, because God steps in with his grace in the midst of our weakness. The Apostle Paul kind of talks about that. He kind of talks about this idea that we're all prone to making bad decisions, and, and that's why we need Jesus, why we need Christ, it's why we need grace. He says it this way in verse 17. Verse 17, he says this, therefore, do not be foolish. Don't be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Somebody say, don't be the fool. Don't be the fool. Because, listen, when we're pressed and we're pulled, we're prone to play the part of the fool. We're, we're prone to making foolish decisions. And, and when we're stressed, we go into survival mode. And when you go into survival mode, the most important priorities in your life, they get pushed to the side. When I get pressed, and I get pulled, the most important priorities get pushed to the side, like faith. And 
I know, I know I need to be in church. I know that I know that's an important thing in my life, but I just, I'm exhausted. It's just been a horrible week. I'm, I'll go next week. I know I, should, I know I should read my Bible, and, and I know I should get up and make that a priority, and I've been hearing pastor talk about that and everything, but, but I'm going to do that. It's, just, it's crazy right now. It's a crazy season. Let's get through this crazy season, then I'm going to. I know I should pray. I know I should pray, but, man, I'm just going to do some windshield time prayer because I just, I'm so crazy busy. I mean, I'd love to serve. I've been hearing about the anniversary service coming up, and I, I know you need my help, but, man, it, I, it's just not a good time for me. And what happens is faith, the most important thing in our lives, and God get kind of pushed to the side. Even in our finances, we do this in our finances. We get overwhelmed financially, and we're like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it on the card. I know I shouldn't do that, but, you know, we'll pay that off next month. You know, I mean, I probably shouldn't do this, and, 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 have, and we'll get, you know, we're going to get on a budget. We're going to get on a budget. Once we get through this crazy back-to-school time, we're going to get back on a budget a little bit later. We do this with family and friends all the time, the priority of family and friends. We say, you know, hey, we need to get together soon, and soon never comes. You know what, I need to, we're going to, hey, I promise, I promise we're going to, I promise we're going to do something as a family, but right now, it's just not good. Dad, mom, we're just busy. What happens is later becomes later until later becomes this distant memory. Laura and I are um, empty nesters, and um, it's everything they say it is, by the way, it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, I mean, it, it is. It's uh, Laura and I. Have, we have four kids. We were exhausted for three decades, and now we're finally getting our legs back underneath us. You know, I used to chase the kids around the house. Now I chase my wife around the house. Okay, so <laughs> take that wherever you want to take it. But um, just telling you, it's amazing. But it's also empty also empty. Uh, I love my kids, but I, um, they're all gone. All of them, all four of them, gone. And they're not coming back. At least I hope they're not coming back. <laughs> but I, I, can't, um, I can't pull up in the driveway after work anymore and throw my bag by the back tire and go out and shoot hoops in my work clothes with my boys. I can't do that anymore. I can't watch some stupid cat video with Sky. I don't get it anymore. I don't, um, I don't get the day-to-day talk and conversation and encouragement that I, I so love to give my kids. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. I can't, I can't physically hug them like I used to every day. And when I, when I go to bed, I don't go up the stairs anymore and go into their room and read them a Bible story and kiss them on the cheek or the forehead, tell them I love them. I don't get to do that anymore. Our son, Shane, uh, I call him Herc. Uh, he's in his 20s, and he's getting married here in about a month. So proud of him. So proud of the bride he chose. She's an amazing woman. So excited for him. Couldn't, couldn't be a prouder dad. 
I think it's the reason why I had a dream a couple weeks ago about him. So I was dreaming, and I, I was awakened in my dream, okay? I have to try to kind of follow this, but I was asleep, but I was awakened in my dream, and, and, and I heard a cry from upstairs, and it was, and it was Herc. He was, he was three in my dream. He was three years old, and he was crying, and I just heard a little faint whimper, and Laura was like laying next to me in my dream, and she's like, oh, no, not this time. I can't. I can't. I can't do it this time. I was like, all right, I got it. I got it. And then I heard um, the, the little feet coming down the stairs. Dragging a little blanket and a teddy bear. And I, in my dream, I was, I was laying in the bed, and, and he stuck his little head around a corner, and, and he had a little tear in his eye, and he's doing that, that little thing. I guess if you're a parent, you know that. And uh, it's, it's all in my dream, and I, I said, hey, come here, buddy. Just come here. Come on. Come on, Herc. Come here. So he comes crawling in his little teddy bear and his little blanket, and he gets in bed, and he just curls up next to me, little toddler. I put my arm around him so peaceful. Right as I fell asleep in my dream, I woke up in reality. And uh, I looked down, and I had my arm around the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, the cat was the one crying at the top of the stairs and worked his way down the pitter-patter of the feet and came up, and I put my arm around the cat. Oh, man, when we're pressed and we're pulled, we miss moments. We miss moments of love. We miss moments of connection. We miss moments of joy. We miss moments of fun. We miss these moments of laughter. I think we all want life to be different, but we have, we have these patterns that, that make it the same, and, and what we've got to do is we've got to break those patterns. And if you want to break those patterns, I think the best way to break those patterns is to begin to ask the question, is this pleasing to God? Because when you're pressed and you're pulled, the most important priorities in your life will get pushed to later. And later will become later until later is just a distant memory. So I want to encourage you to be here the next few weeks because we're going to be looking at these priorities, the priority of faith in our relationship and our commitment to Jesus. We're going to be looking at the, the priority of our, of our finances. We're going to be looking at the priority of a family and of friends.